Take your Bibles with me and go to Proverbs chapter 28, Proverbs chapter number 28. I wanted to mention tonight that in uh, this month here on the 26th and 27th, uh, some of the ladies in our church are going to this renewed conference, Ladies Retreat, and uh, we were invited to that uh, literally like two weeks ago, I think. Uh, and so it's in, it's in um, Atwater, not too far from here, at uh, Brother Miller's church. His wife is putting this on. And she asked my wife to speak at it. So if you want to hear my wife preach, uh, come, come, to this, uh, come to this ladies' retreat. And uh, they're going to have singing games, prizes, split sessions. Your husband will stay at home and watch the kids. There's a lot of good things about this. And so if you want to have any, know anything about that, see my wife, February the 26th. It's a Friday evening and then uh, in the morning on Saturdays. I think you'll have a good time. And I think some of the ladies are staying down there. So let your wives know, guys, if they're not here. And ladies, if you want to go see her after church, and uh, she'd love for you to tag along with them. All right, Proverbs chapter number 28. We are in our series, Foolproofing Your Life. Only a couple messages left, and certainly been enjoying this series. We're in uh, Proverbs chapter number 28, and and the hardest thing about this uh, series, the hardest thing about preaching a chapter is narrowing it down. Uh, There are so many things that that, that I would like to preach, um, but just don't have time to do it. Uh, But uh, I'm excited about the message tonight. I hope it's a help to you. We're in Proverbs chapter number 28. I uh, wanted to read the whole chapter. We're really kind of running short on time here. So uh, I'm only going to read several verses here. If that's okay, if you like to read the proverb when you get home, that might be a help. But a lot of this proverb talks about uh, living a holy life and the, 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 the positives of living a holy life and the negatives of living a wicked life. And so tonight I want to preach the message, the benefits of living right. And how many have pretty much learned that in your life? There's benefits to living right. How many have recognized there's negatives to living wrong? And so we all know that. But tonight I want to draw some very specific things out here. Look at verse number one. Read it with me, would you please? The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's a great verse right there. Amen. Now let's look at verse 5. Read verse 5 with me. Ready, begin. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. Let's look at verse 9. Read it together. Ready, begin. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. And then verse 14. Would you read that with me? Ready, begin. Happy is the man... But he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Brother bro, I sure enjoyed your message Sunday night. How many enjoyed that message Sunday night? You don't want the party. You don't want the party. That really goes along well with this message tonight and thinking about the blessings that the son had who stayed with his father. And even though they gave him some balloons and a banner for the prodigal son, how many recognize tonight you don't want the party? And this really, this message just dovetails really nicely with that message, and it's a continuation of it. I trust tonight that we would keep that in our hearts, that thought. And as I read Proverbs chapter number 28, there's much to say here about being obedient to the law and the benefits of living righteously and the pitfalls of living a wicked life. This message tonight echoes Sunday night's message. And I want to just preach to you a little bit tonight about the benefits of living right. Let's pray. Lord, I come before you now and ask for your help. Lord, I pray that you'd help us in every area, in every situation of our life to live right. 
even when others don't know, even when no one sees, even when we think we get away with things, help us to choose to live right. Lord, I pray that you convict us of areas that we need to change. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. About 10 years ago, uh, we took some guys up to Pinecrest Lake. It was Men and Boys Camp Out. Had a great time. Lots of guys up there. How many guys remember that? Pinecrest, were anybody there? At Pinecrest, Brother Asprilla, Brother DeLuna, a couple of you guys were up there. Had a great time up at Pinecrest Lake. And, and how many have ever been to Pinecrest? How many have never been to Pinecrest Lake? If you've never been, it's gorgeous. Go up there. You'll enjoy it. But uh, we went up there as a, as a, uh, a church, and, and we went fishing one day. And, and so uh, we rented a boat, and we got across. I knew exactly where to go, uh, but I, I didn't know exactly how to fish the lake. And I knew a guy who really knows how to fish. Some of you know him. His name is uh, Brother Dittman, Mike Dittman. And old Dittman, I tell you, this guy was, a, this guy was an outdoorsman deluxe. I mean, you, you've never met an outdoorsman like Brother Dittman. That guy, he could kill a deer with a toothpick. This guy was amazing. And uh, so I called Dittman. I said, Dittman, I'm going up to Pinecrest. Never been there. I said, can you help, can you help me out? What do I do? Man, I tell you, for the next 35, 40 minutes, he told me every detail about that lake. He told me where to go. He told me what bait to use. He told me how to tie my rod. He told me what, he told me at what color. He told me every, he didn't just, he said, not only that, he said, this is how you, how you fish. He said, you cast it out there and he told me how to do it. He told me how to do this. And he said, when you feel this, do this, when you do that. I mean, just down to the very last detail. I thought, man, I'm going to catch me some fish. And so I get on that boat and Pastor Tharp was there at the time, Brother Asprelli, some others. I think you were there, Dad. You were there. And we went up there. We went across the lake, and we got to this spot, and, and we got out on this rock, and I got and we got there early in the morning. I was so excited, man. I got my tackle out, cast it, and sure enough, I did old Dittman's method. Sure enough, cast it out there. Boom, got a fish right away. Pulled it in, put it on the stringer. I cast it out there again. Boom, got a fish. And I mean, it was like fish were just swimming to me. I had a guy on my left, I won't, I won't name his name, Pastor Tharp, and then I had a guy on, a right, on my right, and I don't remember who that was, but it was, I had several guys there, and these guys, they were like, what are you doing? They're fishing, they're not catching anything. One hour goes by, two hours go by. I got a stringer full of fish, I'm throwing fish back, and they're not catching anything. My left and my right, I'm right in the middle. By the way, this is the only time this has ever happened to me, just so you know. And so they start, what are you using? What are you doing? How are you doing it? And I, I said, well, this is what I'm doing. I got their pole and I got them all strung up and I got them like, same bait, same exact bait, same exact hook, same exact line. I said, this is what you do. This is how you do it. This is where you cast. I told them the whole thing and, and, and they started doing it and on either side of me and they fit and still nothing, nothing. I just, I just hit the right spot, you know? At the end of the day, I'll never forget. At the end of the day, I had a stringer full of fish. I think they caught one or something like that or two. And somebody made the statement, you must be living right. You must be living right. I mean, understand that's probably not true. I mean, <laughs> catching fish may or may not be a benefit of living right. Although I tell you, it probably helps. I don't know. But how many understand tonight that there are benefits to living right? There are definite things and definite benefits that happen to us in our life when we choose to live right. Yes, we understand Matthew chapter 5, verse 45 tells us that ye may be children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and, and sendeth rain to the just and to the unjust. We understand that good things and bad things happen to everybody. 
We understand difficult things happen to everyone. Let's just be clear. Uh, uh, we understand tonight that, that, that things happen to everyone. We all go through trials. I think of James chapter number one that says, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work. We understand that we all go through trials. We all go through tribulations. We all uh, go through things. How many have been through some things in your life? The rain does come down on the just, and the rain does come down on the unjust. We understand that life is life sometimes, but there are some definite benefits to living right. Someone once said that Proverbs is a book of principles, not a book of promises, and that's true. Uh, Somebody who lives the right way and does everything right doesn't always end up with money in their pocket. Uh, Sometimes you do raise a child in the way he should go, and when he grows up, he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. It's, Proverbs is not a book of promises. It's a book of principles. But let's not take that too far and recognize, well, we'll just take our chances. No, there are some definite benefits to living right. And there are promises in the Bible that, that deal with that as well. And so while there is no 100% money-back guarantee found in Proverbs, we understand these principles are things that we should live by. There are many advantages to living right. And there are many disadvantages to the wicked life. There are wicked people that are rich, and there are people that live right that are poor. But sometimes being rich and being poor aren't always what it's cracked up to be. And so we understand tonight there are many benefits to living right. I have four. There is probably 20 in this chapter. I had to narrow it down to four for sake of time. I had seven, and then I went to five, and then I went to four. Amen? So... I want you to be able to go to sleep tonight. So number one, number one, let's just give you these four benefits. And they're kind of a broad stroke. So number one tonight, we see the benefit of confidence. The benefit of confidence. I see here in verse number one, the wicked flee when no man pursueth. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. How many of you, when you were a kid, you snuck a piece of candy your mom told you not to take? And you were so, I know Brother Dan Miller raised his hand. He was the only one. Thank you for being honest, Brother Miller. <laughs> you were so worried about getting caught. One of our sons today. Uh, well, anyways, I shouldn't tell that story. He's in the room, but let's just say they had Valentine's parties. They had lots of candy, and some of that candy was not eaten uh, according to the law. But anyway, um, <laughs> you took that candy, and you hid it maybe under the bed, or, and you were so worried that your mom's going to catch you, you end up doing this all the time. Looking behind you, my dad calls that rubbernecking. It's when you drive in and you're looking for the police officer the whole time. You see, when you're living a life that's not pleasing to the Lord, you find yourself looking behind you all the time. No confidence, no confidence. And I don't want to get in too deep here, but there are things in our life sometimes that we try to hide. I said, we try to hide. And may I just say tonight, it's never wise to try to hide sin. How many found that to be true in your life? Many times over. And the devil lies to us. It'll be okay. No one will ever find out. And then someone finds out. That's not the worst part. God found out. God knows. He sees everything. We're trying to hide whatever it is from somebody, from our wife or from our husband or from our parents or from our boss or whatever the case might be. But God sees the whole thing. And so when we live right, we're bold as a lion. We have confidence I read this story. I couldn't believe this story. It's a true story about a bank robber who gets caught after bragging 
about her criminal activity in a seven-minute video that she titled herself Chick Bank Robber. This troubled girl, she's appeared sitting on the floor of her cluttered bedroom, handwriting signs and showing it to the camera. The first sign says, I stole from a car. Then the girl holds up some drug paraphernalia. Then the next sign that she holds up says, I stole a car. And she mimes, oops. And then she proudly swings her keys in front of the video. Her next sign says, then I robbed a bank. And she smiles broadly and reveals with subtitles uh, that she robbed it with a gun and a pillowcase and a note. Then she shows a wad of cash, $6,256, appears at the bottom of the screen. This 19-year-old girl named Hannah Sabata was arrested hours after the video was uploaded to YouTube when her friends saw it and turned her into the police. <laughs> what it gets to me is, look how happy she looks right now. That guy looks like our contractor. <laughs> anyway, um, this guy, Dale Radcliffe, the guy that arrested her, said this. He said, I've been sheriff for 19 years and in law enforcement for 42 years, and I've never seen anything like this. This girl, she had confidence, but in the wrong direction. Amen? Here's the point. When you're living right, when you're living the way that's pleasing to God, you have confidence in what you're doing. You have confidence that when something goes wrong, it wasn't because you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. You know that when something goes wrong, that was God's plan. It wasn't your stupidity, amen? I'll never forget when, I, when God was chastening me one time in my life, and I got, a, I got a speeding ticket, and I knew that God was chastening me personally. By the way, typically, only the person that's being chastened knows when they're being chastened. And sometimes God does those things, and, and all I'm trying to say tonight is when you're living right, you have confidence. Secret sin is never worth it. Never. We read in verse 13 of Proverbs 28, he that covereth his sins shall what? Shall not prosper. You're not going to prosper. But whoso confesseth, here's the key, confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. How many recognize tonight we serve a merciful God? Confess our sins, verse John 1, 9, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God gives us space oftentimes Space after space after space to get things right. Covering your sin will never prosper. Covering your sin will only bring grief and trouble. But the devil lies to us. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. No one will ever find out. It doesn't hurt anybody. But listen, guess who it hurts? It hurts you. No confidence. No confidence. The righteous are as bold as a lion. So the first benefit we see to living right is the benefit of what? Confidence. How many say, I'd like to have confidence in my life? I like to have confidence that I'm making the right decisions. I like to have confidence that when I'm going through a trial, it's from the Lord, not from my own issues. And, and so we want to have confidence. All right, number two, uh, number two tonight, the benefit of competence. The benefit of competence. I like this. Look at verse five. Evil men understand not judgment. I want to read you that again because some of us really struggle with this. Evil men understand not judgment. That is never, ever going to change. But they that seek the Lord understand what, church? All things. Could I just encourage you with something tonight? Evil men understand not judgment. When we look at politics today and, and things are celebrated today that you never would have thought would be celebrated. And we see babies by the millions being murdered in the, in the, under the terminology of a medical procedure. We see politicians who promote that. I think, I don't know about you, but I think I can't believe that somebody would do that. I just can't wrap my brain around it. I'll tell you what else I can't wrap, and I probably shouldn't say this, 
Well, here's what I also, I can't wrap my brain around someone who would vote for someone who'd do that. Can't wrap my brain around it. I know Christians that do. Lord, have mercy on your soul. I can't wrap my brain around it. But all I can say is this, evil men understand not judgment. They just don't understand. But there is a benefit to living right. They that seek the Lord understand all things. How many in the room tonight understand everything? Not one person raised their hand, but I'll tell you what, when you're living right and you're walking with God, when you need understanding, he gives it to you. You may not understand all things right now, but boy, when you come to a point in your life where you need help and you need understanding and you're walking with the Lord, the Lord, he gives wisdom, the Bible says. He upbraideth it not. When you need wisdom and you ask for wisdom, God gives it to you. When you're living right, it's a benefit. When you're walking in holiness, when you're walking with God, he gives you unearthly wisdom, not just for the big things, but for everyday life. You see, here's the problem that we get into. We get away from the Lord and we get away from his word and we get away from walking with him and we become like the evil man who doesn't understand judgment. We forget about and we make wrong judgment calls in different areas of our life, like our marriage. Instead of loving your spouse the way that Christ tells us to love our spouse, instead of uh, forgiving our spouse and finding peace with our spouse and having love and things in the home, we say, no, I'm smarter than that. I'm smarter than the Bible. We know the Bible says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He's the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be subject unto their own husbands and everything. I don't need to do that. I know better than that. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Yeah, but she doesn't deserve it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. This is the reason it's a type of Christ. So ought men to love uh, their uh, wives as their own bodies. And he that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it. She doesn't need a Valentine's Day present, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and his flesh and of his bones. I just got some of you in big trouble right now. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and be joined unto his wife, and they, shall, they too shall be one flesh. We don't need to get married. We can just live together. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let everyone think of you, uh, every one of you in particular. So love his wife, even as himself. She doesn't care if I look at that stuff. See, what happens is, is we start thinking that we know more than the Bible and we start living outside of the Bible, and we become like the evil man that cannot make a good judgment call. When we walk with the Lord and we spend time in his word, and listen, I'm as dumb as a box of rocks sometimes, but when I have the Bible on my side, I'll tell you, it helps a whole lot, amen? It helps me make a better decision. It helps me make a wise decision. Those that seek the Lord understand all things. Oh, I don't need help raising my children. Children are being raised in this wicked society today. Lord, help us. We need wisdom. We need to make the right judgment calls when raising our kids. We need to make the right judgment calls and what school to put them into. We need to make the right judgment calls with how to deal with our adult children. There's a lot of judgment calls we need to make as God's people. What does that mean? We need to live right. What about our finances? How to buy? How to invest? How to be a good steward over what God has given us? You and I make hundreds and thousands of decisions every single year. 
You thought I was going to say money. You thought, no, no not, not really. We make, we make thousands of decisions every year. Many decisions. Let me say, I need God's help. One of the benefits of living right is it helps us understand things. We need, we need help. We need help. And so the first two benefits we see are number one, what? Confidence. Number one, what? Confidence. Confidence. Number two is what? Competence. Competence. All right, let's go to benefit number three. We see here the benefit of communication. The benefit of communication. Look at verse nine. Look at what it says. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law. I don't have to listen to this. Even his prayer shall be an abomination. One of the greatest benefits of living right is having open communication with God. How many understand, biblically speaking, doctrinally speaking, God is always listening. God, by the way, never turns his back. Just because he doesn't answer, just because you might be messing up in your life, doesn't mean that God turned his back on you. He sees everything. He hears everything. He's always there. But the, one of the benefits of living right is, isn't that God leaves or stays. No, it's that communication with God is open. Just because God is listening doesn't mean he's speaking back. Communication is a two-way street. The problem with many Christians today who are living in sin isn't that God isn't listening to their prayers. The problem is, is at some point we stopped listening to God. Can I ask you a question tonight? Where do we learn how to live? This book right here. This book right here. This book right here is where we learn how to live. We learn how to love our family. We learn how to be stewards over our finances. We learn how to be a good employee. We learn how to be a good parent. We learn how to, anything that we need comes from this book right here. And the problem is, is when we stop listening to God, we, the communication's cut off. He that turneth away his ear from the law. Have you ever tried to tell your kids something and they start singing that song? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. How many know what I'm talking about? Son, I can't, I'm telling you, if you do, I know, I know, I know that. I know, I know everything you're going to tell me. I don't know how the song goes, but I just know that part. Because my kids sing it all the time. Huh. I love hot sauce. I'm a big hot sauce fan. And uh, I love Tabasco sauce. I love, uh, I love uh, all kinds of hot sauce. Amen. Uh, one of my favorite sauce, Brother Dave Perry makes a killer hot sauce. Habanero. I love it. I love, if my mouth's not burning, I ain't happy. Let me just tell you. I love hot sauce. I love hot peppers. And so when I, typically if I'm having a particular dinner that requires hot sauce, I'll have lots of hot sauce options and, and or peppers. And so I remember a while ago, I was sitting at the table and Callum uh, was just getting old enough where he wanted to start trying hot stuff. And so I remember I'm sitting there eating and I had a particular hot sauce that was a little bit too hot for a kid. It was pretty hot. I don't remember what it was. But anyways, I'm eating it, and I knew it was hot. And Callum said, Dad, I want to try that. I want to try that. I think it was Callum. It might have been Max. I don't remember. One of the two. I want to try that, Dad. I want to try that. And I just said to him, I said, look. I said, I'm trying to tell you. You don't want to try this hot sauce. Oh, but Dad, I can, I can handle it, Dad. I, I, I can do it, Dad. It's, it's not a big deal. I'll just try it a little bit. I'm like, son, you don't want to eat this hot sauce. But dad, yeah, you know, let me try it, dad. Please, please let me try it, please. And he begged and he begged. And how many of you parents just get tired of trying to help your kids? <laughs> like, okay, fine. 
Of course, mom wasn't there. Amen. So anyway, I gave him the hot sauce. Of course, he puts it on his plate, starts eating it. He's like, man, that's good. You know, he gets all tough. That's not a big deal. And so he eats more of it, eats more of it, starts drinking some water, eating more of it. If you have to drink water in between eating more of it, you're in trouble. It's a little hot sauce tip for you. Anyways, he gets done to the bottom of his drink, and now he's hyperventilating. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about when you eat something too hot? And I'm sitting there, and inside, I'm just like, ha, 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 No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that. No. He's sitting there, and all of a sudden, here comes the tears. Dad, it burns, Dad. What do I do? Lips are red. Eyes are red. I mean, his face is flush. I'm like trying to help him. I eat bread, you know, drink milk, eat chocolate. I'm trying to help him. He's just crying and crying because guess what? Once the burning starts, it ain't, no, it ain't stopping it for a while. Can I just talk to you about this book right here for a minute? There's a lot of things in this book. It says, don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, but I can handle it. No, don't do it. Yeah, but I'm a big boy now. I, I can handle my, I can say no anytime I want. I can do whatever. Nobody's going to know about it. I'll be fine. And we start, we start to mess around with outside of this book. We stop living right. And all of a sudden, we have all kinds of major problems in our life. Things really start to fall apart. We really start to get in trouble. I think about that couple that decides they don't need the Bible in their marriage. They're going to do it all, whatever they want. And all of a sudden, their marriage starts crumbling around them. I think about the young person that's not married. The Bible says, they know the Bible says it's not good for a man to touch a woman, but they think that they know better than what the Bible says. And now they're having a baby out of wedlock. I think about that person. They know what the Bible says about debt. They know what the Bible says about being a good stewardship and spending, but now they're declaring bankruptcy. I'm not trying to hurt you tonight. I'm just simply trying to say this because I've made my own mistakes. Let me tell you. Well, I'm just trying to say this, that it comes to a point where we ignore the Bible and it starts to burn and we cry out to God, God, it burns. Help me, God. And God says, there's nothing I can do about it at this point. I told you not to eat the hot sauce. There's nothing to be done at this point. You're just going to have some pain for a while. How many have ever been through that pain? I have. I'm sure you have as well. When you live right, you have that open communication with God. How many of you, God's ever told you not to do something? (laughs) I'm a little bit on the stubborn side, I think, maybe. Sometimes I fight through that, and then I wish I hadn't done that. Boy, wouldn't it just be smarter when God says, don't do that? We said, okay, you're right. I won't put the hot sauce in my mouth, amen? (laughs) So confidence, competence. Communication. And lastly tonight, we see the benefit of contentment. Contentment. Would you read verse 14 with me? Ready to begin. Happiness is the man that feareth always. I'll let you get there. Uh, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 14. Let's read it together. Ready to begin. Happiness is the man that feareth always, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall. What is the world after? Happiness. The world wants to be happy. That's what money vacations, me time, self-love, all these things. Happiness. I want to be happy. How many of you want to be happy? Raise your hand. You want to be happy. Amen. Everybody wants to be happy. But that's what the world is after. They want happiness. They want a happy family. They want a happy marriage. They, they want to be happy with their and their work. They want to be happy, happy, happy. And that's what we're after. We're after happiness, happiness. Well, what does the Bible say? Happy is the man that feareth always. You want to be happy? Be afraid. No, that's not what it's talking about. Be very afraid. The world will tell you that making money brings happiness. The world will tell you that having a lot of friends brings happiness. The world will tell you that looking your best brings happiness. The world will tell you that having a rewarding career 
brings happiness. The world will tell you to retire. It'll bring happiness. The world tells you a lot of things will bring happiness, but the Bible says happy, in the, happy is the man that feareth always. What is this verse talking about? Proverbs 9 verse 10 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and thy years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for who? Thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shall bear it. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple. That's not part of the verse that I wanted to read. What does this mean? This means you'll be happy when you decide to fear the Lord. What do you mean by fear the Lord? Does that mean like, oh, I'm afraid of you, God? That's not what it means. This word fear means to have a proper attitude and a reverence towards God. Let me tell you something. When my kids have a proper attitude and reverence towards me, their dad, boy, it makes me so happy. And it makes their life happy too. When they have a proper attitude towards their father. If they came up to me and said something like, I don't have to listen to you. They ain't going to be happy. Lord, help you say that to your mom, boy. Be looking for your teeth. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding if you're watching on the live stream. Amen. Just joking. But listen, when we have the proper attitude towards God, when we reverence him, we will live right. When I say God, is he is my God and I love him. And the truth is I reverence God and I recognize that he is God and he deserves me to live holy. Be ye holy for I am holy. When we have a proper reverence towards God, we will live right. Wealth and comfort are blessings. Wealth and friends and, and, and retirement, all these things can bring happiness. When you live right, you may have found in your life, there's some benefits to living right. It would be an understatement to say the opposite is true. Living a wicked life has a lot of negative things. A lot of negative things. How many of you sin? We all sin. But we don't have to live in sin. We don't have to live there. We can confess our sin and forsake it. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we live walking with God, my dad used to say, keep short accounts with God. Walk with God. Live right. And experience the blessings that God has for his children. The first blessing that we saw tonight is we have confidence. The wicked flee when no one's pursuing. No one's even chasing after you, bro. The wicked flee when no one's pursuing, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. We have confidence. They that seek the Lord understand all things. We have communication with God. There's a constant flow of understanding that flows in and through us. And we have happiness through contentment when we live right. Let's pray together tonight.